brag on Daniel just a little bit here. It's 98.5 The Bull. The tag in Daniel is Morgan Wallen. So have you ever heard of the term mailbox money? It's an industry term, and you hear it in music and movies and television. Mailbox money is like Jennifer Aniston on Friends. She did a show years and years and years and years ago, and she made a bunch of money for that. But now she gets mailbox money for that because you see the show in syndication. You'll see it on cable, you know, all the reruns. And so she gets paid for work she did 20 years ago today. And mailbox money is when you go to your mailbox and you just happen to have checks in the mail for stuff you did years and years. Singers go through this. Actors go through this. And uh, my best friend in the whole world, Daniel, you go through this because you were on a show. And this is funny. We were asked, me and you were asked to audition for a part on a show called Nashville. And you might remember this. I think it was on ABC for a while. Then they put it on CMT. And it was a drama about Nashville. Remember this show? Uh, yes. But, but don't say part. They needed somebody to say one sentence on Nashville. A part. And Ty really, I think you really deep down wanted this role. Well, they said uh, we have we one, can do, well, one, one person, but yeah. why don't you both like apply? And so we had to send in a, <laughs> a video of us saying this line. And, uh, and I kind of practiced. And Daniel <laughs> didn't even know the line. He looks down, he reads it off a piece of paper, and uh, they hire him. Tiger, and I had practice. There was a guy that had done some acting that worked at the radio station. I mean, he'd been in, like, Super Bowl commercials, been in a couple of movies. And Ty goes to this guy and asks for, like, tips. You right. must have practiced this thing a couple of hours. Yes. You know, and I, I, and I say this with all kindness, but you're the worst actor I've ever seen, <laughs> apparently. seen in my life. I get it. And then I just read the line and then smirked, and they were like, yeah, we'll take Daniel. Right. I got passed over. So this is Daniel's big line, and I want to talk about what I want to get to is because Nashville, the show Nashville, is in reruns, and so you're getting mailbox money off of this. I, but for the last, what, five years, I've been getting money from the show Nashville. What I want to know is the amount, but here's the line that Daniel said from the show Nashville. It's been 15 years since you last toured, Rip. How's it going to be playing stadiums again? Always. All right, that's it. That was it. All right, so that Please, line one right more time, I'd like to relive the, the memories. The majesty yes. of Daniel's acting career. It's been 15 years since you last toured, Rip. How's it going to be playing stadiums again? All right, so give me an idea. You go in that day, you sit in a trailer, they pull you out. How much did you get paid for that line that day? Well, first of all, what you see on screen is approximately three seconds. Yes. That took about six hours. <laughs> yeah, it's television. True story. Like, I had to deliver that line about a hundred times because they had to get me saying it, the actors reacting, then they had to put the camera on me and... A lot of work. I got paid that day around two to three thousand dollars for that one line. Right. And I thought so pretty I, good payday. Absolutely. Yeah. I thought, man, this is uh, this is a lot of money. And then for the last five years, I've received residual checks in the mail. The first one I got was like a thousand dollars. Oh, you mean after your day yeah. at work, you got a thousand dollars later because they're showing reruns and they owe you money for that. Right. I received one. In the mail two days ago, Tug. Okay. Would you like to know how much it was? Almost not, because I'm kind of jealous that you're just getting all this money. The amount of my last residual check. From the show Nashville. My Emmy-nominated <laughs> asterisk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> performance on Nashville was a grand total. Of zero dollars and seven cents. <laughs>
Congratulations, They man. literally sent me a check for seven cents. They they paid more postage, 50 right? 50 cent more postage than the actual check. I mean, they're wasting money on that. They're, they're, uh, the ink in the printer was probably worth seven cents. Where, I mean, they must be showing that show somewhere. I don't see it on American television, so this must be like an. I guess they're Bermuda just showing it on one, one channel one time in the rainforest because <laughs> what? what? Seven I don't think they're showing it anymore. But congratulations on your, the breadth of you. I mean, you can do radio. You can do TV. You know what I should have said, though? I should have said, I ain't taking this part unless Ty can be there with me. You should have, but you didn't. And then you took all that money. You know, we split everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, you didn't split that money with me. Did I not? <laughs> I would remember I think if I got because you competed, you campaigned so heavily against me getting the part. And so you got me back. Why don't you try to deliver my line and see if you how you would have done Can it? Can you give me the line again? It's, hey, Rip, what's it going to be like to be okay. touring again after all these years? <clears throat> now, this is probably like the video I sent in. Yeah. Hey, Rip, what's it like touring after all these years? Not bad. All right. But although the tape you sent in, you were trying to be real serious about it. You were like, hey, Rip, <laughs> What's it like to be touring after all these years? <laughs> One guy that uh, his career is going pretty good, might be getting mailbox money himself with his songs. We got free tickets to see John Party, 740 on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tag and Daniel. Unseasonably warm weather, they say. 81 is our high today on March the 3rd. Wait, this is still winter, guys. It was a great uh, day yesterday-wise. I got home after walking, and uh, I realized I had a little tiny bit of a sunburn. Did you? Did you get a little sunburn at Gathering Place yesterday? I took. Uh, I was a chaperone for kindergarten, and we went to a uh, Gathering Place. And uh, that is a very stressful event. I got to tell you, you they, those kids, they get in those, those towers, and you can't see in the towers. So you don't know if they're on the first level, second level, third level. And then there's bridges to other towers. And uh, about every, the teacher did a great job because she had a system that I was too dumb to understand. But about every 10 minutes, she would count all the kids. Didn't call out names, but she would count the kids. And as long as we had 17, we knew we were good to go. Ugh. And we did that. <laughs> and she brought a whistle. And so when the kids heard the whistle, just stuff I would have never thought about. How many uh, whistles w would happen per hour? It wasn't too bad, but she had a, all, not only a whistle, but the, the kindergarten teacher came up with a, a like a cadence to the whistle, like like almost a Morse code mm -hmm. that you could distinguish between other whistles in the park because I guess a lot of people had whistles in the park to um, gather all the kids together. But, yeah, be careful out there because that's, you know, I'm a bad dad, and I didn't even consider sunscreen. And I look around, and other moms oh, are putting sunscreen. Uh, my kid didn't have any. How was it walking back uh, or walking near the ice cream place over there and then all the kids, I'm sure they were dying for ice cream. Did y'all go uh, get ice cream and stuff? smart move by the administration. Got nowhere near that place. Okay, now you're thinking. <laughs> they, they had it all figured out. I just stood there, basically, is what I did. I was of no help whatsoever. It's Miranda Lambert on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tiger Daniel. 740 John Party tickets. 98.5 The Bull, 7.40. John Party Tickets. Good morning, Daniel. Good morning, Ty. I have kind of a, um, I guess this is a weird kind of question, but I think that any household that has a dog probably does this. Uh, if I'm eating, after I get done, I'll let my dog Fenton lick the plate off before I put it in the dishwasher. Now, is this a... Uh, 
I got a question. Is that normal or is that completely disgusting? Is that because you're being nice to your dog or is that because it's functional in that it helps you pre-wash? The beauty of it is it's both. Ah, like a treat for you, treat for him. I think they call it the uh, canine pre-wash. You let the dog, like, lick off all the... Mm-hmm ketchup or whatever, and then you rinse it off, and then you put it in the dishwasher. Now, I know that my dad would be appalled by this. My dad, kind of guy that doesn't really like dogs in the houses. You know, like if the dog is in his place at the lake and he gets on the couch, he's like, oh, get that dog out of, out of the couch. Or if the dog jumps into his bed, mm-hmm. I mean, the guy loses his mind. He feels like dogs are a bit nasty. It's two different types of people, people so, that like the dogs, people yeah. that don't care for them. And I guess I'd like to know this morning where you weigh in on the canine pre-wash. Is it... Totally foul and disgusting to let your dog lick the plate off before you put it in the dishwasher. What say you, Tug? I'm guilty of it. Uh, and it's the same reason you are. I like that my dog gets a little treat, and it doesn't hurt to have the, the plate pre-washed before you throw it in the dishwasher. I kind of agree with you. I'm, You know, I wish I had a different opinion, but I'm right there with you. Uh, 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. I, but I, I, th- I feel like dogs are fairly clean, except when they chew their own butts for an hour. Mm-hmm. Or he'll go have, like, a nice long uh, bit of toilet water for <laughs> refreshing toilet water. Is it called now? Let's see so what you they are, think. Uh, you are washing it afterwards, though. Hey, good morning. It's Ty Godano. Who's this? This is Amy. Uh, Amy, uh, what do you think about the K9 pre-watch? Is this uh, totally disgusting I or is think, this all right? I think it's completely, completely gross. No. I put it in their bowls. It is completely gross. Um, my ex-sister-in-law, they would actually be eating dinner and let them lick off of their forks and spoons and things like that and then turn around and still eat. Okay, I think now that's, that's a little gross. far, right? I can't, I, can't, I can't share my fork with him, but after I'm done, <laughs> I feel like if he licks it off, then I put it in that. Refri- or that dishwasher, I feel like that's still clean, right? No, no. It's. Uh, I mean, I know you clean your dishes, but to me, that's just very, very gross. But tell me why. I I don't know. It's just, I guess, because they lick their rears and all that and eat their poop, and I okay. don't know. It's just gross. Oh, they do God. that. That's right. They do that. <laughs> yes, it's, it's gross. All right. Well, that's her... That's her opinion. What say you? 918-879-9898. Do you like the the uh, canine pre-wash of your dishes where you let the dog lick the bowl or the plate, then you throw it in the dishwasher? You good with that? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. 5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. 7.40 this morning, John Party tickets on 98.5 The Bull. Hey, Daniel. Kind of wondering, Tig, about the uh, canine pre-wash. That's where you, if you have a dog and you let your dog lick off the plate before you put it in the dishwasher. So far this morning, a couple of people have said, no, that's disgusting. And a couple have said, uh, what's the problem? So we're kind of wondering from you, what do you think about uh, your dog licking off the dishes before you wash them? 918-879-9898. 918-879-9898. Hey, who's this? This is Carson. Carson, what do you think about this canine pre-wash? Honestly, I don't have a problem with it. So long as you're done eating, like the meal is over, you're starting to put away the leftovers, I I don't have an issue with it because, in my opinion, like the dog's already done most of the work for you. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. My dad is weird about dogs. Like I said, my dad is weird about a dog jumping up into his bed. And uh, I hate to be graphic here, Tig, but I've seen some of the ladies that my dad has brought home from the honky-tonk, and uh, I think that dog's... <laughs> oh, my God. You can't say that. <laughs> the cleanest, ni- nicest thing that's ever been in his bed. Oh, my God. Oh. Daniel. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, this guy, listen, buddy. 
I guess he's hit an age where he just doesn't care. Okay. Well, all right. Well, thanks for that. I've, listen, I've been out with him before, and I've tried to introduce him to some like a, a nice lady or something like that. He's like, no, no, no. I'm going to talk to that lady over there that didn't have shoes on and a nose ring. <laughs> Like, Dad, I think she's I think she's a hobo. Like she lives on a train or whatever. He's like, I don't care. She's the one. Wow. 918-879-9898. Are you good with the canine pre-wash? Yeah. 918-879-9898. Someone asked me once in an interview. What was growing up like? Where'd you go to school? And what would you do? If you weren't doing a little brush with greatness for Daniel there with Luke Combs. One time Luke was on our show and he left his jacket and Daniel went home and put that in his bed and slept with it. Uh, Tigers told that lie for about five years. Uh, is that not true? Did you not take Luke Combs' jacket home with you? I returned it to Luke Combs. Did, Did you I? take it to your house? Yes, but that's a far okay. stretch from sleeping on the jacket. Well, I mean, you, you hung it on the uh, hall tree. And then uh, about a year later, Luke comes comes back on the show, and Daniel brought his jacket you to him. just want to make up stuff. And Luke That's Combs fun. was freaked. He's like, you've been holding on to my jacket for a year, dude? It's very awkward. Mm-hmm. So there you go. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Good morning, Daniel. Well, it was a good morning until your <laughs> vicious lies were spread. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, your question this morning is a lot of people, we're, we're very close to our dogs. And a lot of people feel like the dog is part of the family. I mean, you get attached to these things. And I wasn't ever like a big dog person. Then I had a dog that passed on me and oh my god it was terrible i mean i was depressed i was sad i I remember that we had company coming in the next day after my dog passed and i had to go home and clean and i remember vacuuming and just being like "Ah!" and thank god the vacuum cleaner was on so nobody heard me so we can get very close to our dogs and a lot of people are so close that they'll like like we had a caller earlier said that she had some in-laws that would eat and then put a fork down for the dog and then use the fork again for themselves. Yeah, she, she was that, which I thought even for me was a little too far. My question was the the canine pre wash, where you let after you're done eating, after you're done with the utensil, you let the dog lick off the plate, and then you uh, put it in the dishwasher. Yep. And that's what I was wondering about. I do think it's a step far to actively eat at the same time as you're, <laughs> you know, like you know what yeah, I'm saying. I get that. But, but when the dog eats off the plate, and then you throw in the dishwasher, it gets washed after that. It's sanitized, I guess. Is that a big deal? Hey, good morning. 98.5 The Bull. What's your name? This is Neil. Neil. So what do you think about this canine yes. pre-wash? You let your dogs eat off your hey. plate? Oh, yeah. I had a bachelor hound. She was my best friend. I ate, then she ate. She used to sit and wait for me to get done so she could get hers. I got no problem. I had no problem with feeding her after I was done. I had no problem with her being in my bed. She was cleaner than a lot of Dogs are cleaner than a lot of people I know. <laughs> it seems like you, you and your dog are very close. Uh, is uh, your dog no longer with us? She's no longer with us. She, she crossed over the bridge about a year ago. Now that's tough, isn't it? It is tough. Did you Have yeah. you gotten another dog? Or are you going to kind of take a little break here? Or what are you going to do? I'm taking, a little, I'm taking a little break because I sold my house. Once I get a place and get set up, I'm sure I will find. I'm sure another dog will find me. Anybody that has a dog knows that you don't train the dog. The dog trains you. Yeah, and um, plus, aren't dogs, like, better than people a lot of times? Yes, yes. Yeah, people can be pretty awful. Dogs are always, like, your biggest fan. That's right. A dog, 
All that dog, all she wanted was for me to scratch her head in the morning, feed her. She didn't ask for much. Yeah. But she gave me much more than I gave her. There you go, man. Well, sorry about that loss. That is tough, man. And uh, look forward to the day you get a new one. Well, uh, better be another basset hound. If you got another basset hound today, what would you name it? Probably Fred. Fred? What about Daniel? Fred. What about Tig or Daniel? I might I might name her Daniel. There you go. Hey, now, that's name what I'm talking Daniel. about. You don't want to you don't want to name a dog Tig. That'll ruin its life. Right. No, I don't know. I think Tig's pretty cool. No, 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 no. You'd be better off naming that dog Vladimir than <laughs> right now I don't than know Tig. about Vladimir these days. It might get the dog shot. Oh, <laughs> get out of here. Good gum. That took a turn. <laughs> 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Daniel. We obviously know there's um, trouble in Europe lately. And uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia, I see him on TV. He's playing hockey. And, like, he's not practicing. Like, it's like a game he's in. Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. And I'm looking at him play this game. <laughs> and he's making goals all the time. Can, can we be real? Like, are you, like, let's say that, and they're all dressed up in uniforms. Like, it's a, it looks like an actual game. If you're playing hockey against Vladimir Putin, they're making them all think he's really good at hockey. I mean, that's what they're doing. And so he's over there making goals and stuff. But if you were on the other team, are you going to, like, run into Vladimir Putin and knock him down? Yeah, you're gonna the check him. Would like, you're gonna check him into the wall. Like, yeah, like you're not gonna stick check that guy. The guy's seventy years old. I mean, it, listen, he ain't he ain't no Wayne Gretzky. No, and he makes this goal. I saw that's on News on Six, and he makes this goal. And his teammates come over there high fiving him. Even it's the, almost like the end of Rudy, where they're gonna put him on the shoulders. Like you know, the guy's an old dude, and these young guys they could whip his A at hockey, but in an effort, I guess, to make him feel better about himself or whatever. Well, they, they don't want to get blown up by a rocket launcher or something. Also, even the opposing team was over there high, you know, high-fiving <laughs> him and carrying him off the field. And What is he doing? Like, does he not recognize that there's no way he can play a fair game of hockey? You know, he thinks he's really good, but, I mean, are, if you're the goalie and Vladimir Putin hits a shot from halfway down the ice rink, are you going to block that shot? I mean, get out of here. You got to let it go in the You got to let it go in the net, right? Um, and Vladimir believes he's good at this. Well, he's done, some, uh, he's done some weird stuff. You remember a few years ago, the guy was riding a horse, and he took a picture of himself shirtless on this horse. Yeah. I and mean, what's the meaning of that? I guess he's a bit of a babe dictator. I don't know. <laughs> he's a babe dictator? I guess. He thinks so. I mean, is there anybody that tells him, like, I would be nervous to be his doctor. You know, True, yeah. Putin, like, you really need to knock off 10 pounds. Like, you can't say that to him, can you? I don't think you can. You just got to go, you're in great shape. In fact, you're the best human specimen I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, you probably can't really give him adequate, adequate medical care because he'd be like, uh, okay, uh, the Putin, we now must do a... Uh, Gulag. No, <laughs> do a prostate exam. <laughs> you know, could you imagine telling Vladimir Putin that? And... It's like, I don't think so. He's like, ah, uh, no. Yeah, you're right. We don't need to do that. <laughs> you're right. It's uh, 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country with Tig and Dano. And here now, we've got uh, John Party tickets. How about that? Um, coming to town. And Dana, what are we going to play today? 
Uh, another round of famous Johns. I'm going to give you some, describe some very famous Johns, and based on that, you will identify it. For example, Tig, a very easy one, the American novelist and poet known for his rabbit series of books. I got no idea. As we all know, that's the great John, John Updike. Yeah, I, I didn't know that one. Uh, so if that's going to be, we're going to be in for a rough I, well, What I always do is purposely ask you the hardest one to make you look like a fool. 918-879-9898. Looking for caller number nine right now with Tig and Daniel. Here's one for you, Tig. Musician known for his song, Your Body is a Wonderland. John Mayer. There you go. 918-879-9898. Good luck. With Ray Young at 743 at 98.5 The Bull. Tig and Daniel, John Party Tickets. How about that? What a night out that would be. With the girls, with the boys. Daniel, who do we got on the phone? We today? have Shannon uh, this morning. Shannon, how are you today? Wonderful. How are you? Good. What do you, uh, what do, you do for a living? Uh, I'm a waitress. Oh, where at? Jake's Cafe in Broken Arrow. Jake's Cafe? Yes. You guys got Eggs Benedict down there? We do. He hey makes now. his own sauce, and it's amazing. Hey, what are you, 100 years old? Your favorite food is Eggs Benedict? It really is. I love that stuff. <laughs> hey, I put this guy in a nursing home already. He's younger than me. <laughs> uh, right. All right. How's the ranch over there? Wonderful. He makes it himself. Well, this guy's busy. Jake's. Jake making everything. Um, yep. <laughs> Shannon, I'm going to give you some famous Johns, and you identify these famous Johns. You get enough of them right, and you're going to go see John Party at the Cove at River Spirit Casino. Up first, this actor, famous for movies like Spaceballs, Uncle Buck, and Cool Runnings. Um, John Candy. Absolutely. Best John Candy movie ever, though, Tig, I think, is Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. What a funny movie if you've never seen it. It is awesome. I love doing a show with Tiger. I say something, he just stands there and looks at me like a mannequin. All right, well, thanks, Cisco. Yeah. I, I don't know what you want me to say. You say, oh, I, that is a funny one, or I like this one better. I liked him uh, when he was that man dog in Spaceballs. Okay. Let's see. There you go. Is there, can John, I mean, can Ty come work with you over there at Jake's Diner and Broken Arrow? We'd love to have him. Please. He needs something. He's, you know, normally people say, don't quit your day job. I say to Tiger every morning, quit your day job. <laughs> <laughs> Jake's over there making all the sauces. You need to go over there with Jake, Tug. And more silence. World class. He, I'm, I'm, I'm actor, giving you a silent treatment now you've been mean. I get it. Actor who played Danny Zuko in Greece, the movie. John Travolta. Yes. Known for his roles in Westerns, he earned an Oscar for Best Actor in True Grit in 1969. Oh, uh, John Wayne. Absolutely. And moving on to sports. He hey, you know, we met John Wayne's granddaughter one time. Yeah, she played in the, what's the name of that band? Uh, Runaway June. That's right. Led the Denver Broncos to two Super Bowl championships. Oh, uh, uh, oh. This is kind of bad. John Elway. Yes, absolutely. This is a famous tractor company. Oh, oh, green. Uh, John Deere. John Deere. How many is that, Tug? I think that's four or five, man. She's doing really good. All right, we'll give you one more here and get all these right, and you have swept the contest. This is going to be a hard one, though. Former number okay. one professional tennis player known for his temper. Oh, 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 my goodness. Um, oh, it, it starts with an M. Yeah, uh, McEnroe. You, McEnroe. 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 John McEnroe. 
Shannon, you have gotten every single one right. What a day. Woo! And now on the a beautiful day in March, Thursday, March 3rd, since you got every single one right, I must get down on my knee, reach into my fanny pack, and bring out an engagement ring. <laughs> and uh, ask for your hand in marriage, Shannon. Shannon, will you marry me? My husband may not like that. <sighs> What's that guy's name? You could have a plural marriage. Ty, good grief. Josh. Josh? Yes. I think Josh, I think Josh is, uh, he's had enough. <laughs> <laughs> How long have y'all been married? Uh, Ten years this year. You think maybe he, she's, she, he's getting to that, what is it called? That? What is the, uh, they call it. Seven year itch or something? Seven year itch. Where you get Seven bored. Seven years, so we passed that. We're good. But you did get bored, and now you're back. You're good. Yep. Okay. Does John ever, yeah, right. Does John ever come and see you at uh, Jake's Diner? He does. He'll bring He'll bring the kids to come see me. Oh, cool. And, the, and Jake's just back there making sauces the whole time. Do y'all ever let him out of the kitchen? We try not to. You heard it first. Jake from Jake's Diner in Broken Arrow, you said? Bixby. Bixby? Yes. Broken Arrow or Bixby? Big Cafe and Broken Arrow. Broken, broken Arrow. Arrow. Sorry. Uh, John, back there, chained into the kitchen, not allowed to leave. <laughs> or Jake. What is okay. This is all convoluted. <laughs> In any case, uh, you and your husband are going to go see John Party at the Cove inside River Spirit Casino, Saturday, March 12th. Now you're qualified to win the grand prize, a Party Cove Pass. That's a one-night hotel stay and dinner at River Spirit Casino. How about that? That's awesome. All right, we're going to come by there at uh, Jake's Diner. We're going to try that Eggs Benedict, try some of his sauces. We would love that. Why do you smirk at the thought of trying Jake's sauce? On the house, too. On the house. Yeah. Am I on right? On the house. Am I on right? On the house. All right. On the house. Tomorrow, on the house again with John Party <laughs> tickets, 740 in the morning. Right here with Ty Gandino. This is 98.5 Double. 98.5 Bullseye Traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center. Jake Owens on 98.5 The Bull, today's hot country. Uh, one thing Daniel loves is um, we go to uh, these restaurant reviews in Tulsa. There's a Facebook page for it, actually. Yes, it's, and we've talked about this the last two days here. It's called Tulsa Restaurant Reviews. I, I, I go to this page all the time, so much so that on my Facebook, it's like one of my shortcuts. They ask me. You want me to just take you to Tulsa Restaurant Reviews? And if you're looking for a great restaurant, there's tons of them here in town. Does that make you feel bad that Facebook knows you love food so much that it actually, like, makes a shortcut for you? Not really, because the one thing I've said about this area is when I moved here, I was shocked at the amount of great restaurants. I'm not talking about just nice restaurants. I mean, all the way down to, like, local burger joints. Ty mm -hmm. and I came from Nashville. What is there, like, four local burger joints here? There's, like, 400 yeah, I mean, we were impressed by the food scene here. Mm -hmm. I mean, very impressed, actually. Uh, and it's hard to know. One thing about perspective is if you grow up in a place like this, it's hard to know how lucky you are. But me and Dana have lived in Nashville, and then we come here, and it's better. Absolutely. Like, 100%. Not even close, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I go to Tulsa Restaurant Reviews. Uh, there was a situation the other day, a little bit of drama on that page. This guy named Murray did a review, but he reviewed Buffalo Wild Wings. And this other guy, guy named Bernardo, didn't like it. And they kind of like got into a little schism mm -hmm. underneath the comments. And I enjoyed all the drama, so I decided to talk about it. And then we got a little slight mention. Somebody wrote to Murray and said, <laughs> on, under the comments, said that 
yeah, I heard him talking about you on the radio, but I don't remember which station it was. So I was like, so we almost got mentioned. But then last night, after that aired yesterday, I look and we got full-on shout-outs. now yeah i mean forget ratings who cares about ratings who cares that we're in last place we're, we're very famous yes we were mentioned a couple of times on the tulsa restaurant review facebook page and that's all that matters right i'd like to hear about it uh aaron writes comments underneath the uh, the original buffalo wild wing post and said it was on 98.5 the bull tig and daniel for the past two mornings freaking hilarious So after I read this comment last night, I played this song that you're playing now and stood up and danced around in my room, <laughs> sang into a hairbrush. Finally made it. Uh, Uriah, who listens to us all the time, Uriah says, hi, I joined this page just because Tig and Daniel were talking about it. And oh. then uh, uh, somebody named Kim said, heard about your post on the radio today. So let me tell you, the path to fame leads through Tig and Daniel. The original author of the post, Murray. Arthur. Arthur. Author, whatever. Murray <laughs> sent me a message. He wanted to hear the break. And if there's ever anything you miss on this show, we have a, uh, it's called, we call it a podcast. But what it really is, is the show replay where we take out all the commercials, all the music, and it's just our content and our callers and things like that. So if you ever want to listen to a podcast or replay, whatever you want to call it, you can find that. You can do it on anywhere you get your podcast and the 98.5 The Bull app which I think is the best way to listen to it, to be honest. When the people said stuff like, hey, I heard it on the Ty and Daniel show, and her, I, did it get any likes or did anybody care? Or well, I didn't, like, dig into it that much. Yeah, people cared so much so. I'm trying to pull up um, Murray's message. He's a firefighter, right? That's what he told us. Yeah, he did say that. Here He's in a firefighter. Yeah. Uh, he said, that's awesome. I had no idea what direction that post was going to go in, but I knew it just wasn't right that people wanted Bernardo out of the group. This is America, and we're still free to talk and voice voice our opinions. So he's defending the guy that criticized him. Yeah, Bernardo said, was a real jerk to this guy, by the way. Yeah. Bernardo's like, this This sucks. You shouldn't re- uh, view Buffalo Wild Wings. You should review, like, yeah, local restaurants. Like chains. Right. And, and, like, nobody gives – and Bernardo is like, nobody cares how many – onion rings you got at the sonic at claremore and then but then people did pile on to bernardo and then who murray comes to bernardo's defense I, i'm in too deep buddy i'm, I'm in too deep well, to this i'm situation. excited about this facebook thing because years ago in the 1940s a, a young man from iowa decided to get into radio and then he got into television and he he became host of the tonight show his name's johnny carson but today me and daniel have been mentioned twice on the Tulsa Restaurant Review page. So, you know, I'm done. I'm thinking about retiring. Are you? And, uh, yeah. We'll have a tribute at the end of the show. And uh, I'm out. I guess uh, since people have heard me pushing this Tulsa Restaurant Review page, which, you know, I'm sure they're loving getting these plugs, I've now been suggested on Facebook to join a page called Super Lovers. bullseye traffic from the Mullen Plumbing Traffic Center.
Unseasonably warm day, as they say, on March the 3rd. High to like 80-ish? Golly. Time now for Did You See? Brought to you by Daniel's dentist, Dr. Hugh McDougall at Hugh McDougall Dentistry. You might not think about this as a college major. Actually, when I was in college, a lot of dudes uh, majored in this, but now it's like legitimate. Uh, the cannabis industry, you know, it's exploding. And I'll just shut up and let you hear what News on 6 has to say about this new major at Tulsa Community College. So I think the first question is, are, are there real jobs here, right? Are they, well pay, are they good paying jobs? And the, and the answer is yes. Tulsa Community College's VP of Workforce Development, Pete Selden, says the school realized the legal cannabis industry is here to stay. Once they become established, what's the next thing they, they need is that trained and skilled workforce. There were around 420,000 people working in the legal cannabis industry in the country, which was an increase of about 100,000 from the year before. Um, so it is the fastest growing job market in the country. Listen to that. The fastest growing job market in the country is cannabis. So they're going to offer a class at Tulsa Community College that kind of... Uh, a new program. In, and I guess the growing and selling of this crop yeah, there's all sorts of science behind it i mean and uh hold on i'll i'll play this part too where he thinks people think they're experts at it oh, oh. Hear you. the college partnered with cannabis education company green flower which developed three different online courses in dispensary work cultivation in manufacturing in these three areas we can't hire people that know what they're doing. There's lots of people who say, well, I work at the Gap and I smoke pot, so I'm sure I'll be great at a dispensary. No. <laughs> you know, it's a good point to make because I remember when I was like in high school, my mom wanted me to get into computers and stuff. And I was like, I ain't doing that. You know, I could have been one of the first employees at Google had mm -hmm. I gone that route. And so kind of in this sense, you'd be getting on early in this industry and who knows and I know it sounds kind of funny. I mean, I couldn't imagine my son coming up to me when he's 17. He's like, hey, I want to learn about marijuana. But it's legal, and you can make a good living at it, and the industry is expanding. I like the point the guy made that just because you smoke a lot of pot doesn't mean you know what you're doing as far as growing it and cultivating and things like that. My Uncle Kim down in Alabama, he must have drank a million beers in his lifetime. And then one day he decided to brew his own beer, mm -hmm. and he gave me one of these. And at the bottom of it, it had about two inches of silt. Ew. I called it Essence of Kim. And I was like, I ain't drinking that. So that just goes to show that even though Kim had drank many beers, when it came to making his own beer, Didn't know what he's, doing. he's an awful brewsmith or whatever it's called. And this is uh, a, <laughs> yeah. What is it a, called? A, a brewer? Brewer, yeah. I don't know. Uh, also, did you see this? This is a testament to how successful the uh, cannabis industry is. People try to break into them and get the goods. This is actually out of Tulsa. A guy decided that he was going to break into a dispensary. And this, like, 007 stuff, he cut a wall, a hole in the wall, like a cinder block wall to get into the place. This from News on 6. Tulsa police say someone tried to break into a dispensary near Pine and Peoria this morning by knocking a hole into the back of the building, only to find out it was the wrong business. <laughs> the guy, I guess he sees the storefront, and he goes to the back of the building, but he broke into, like, the next door neighbor of the cannabis place. Imagine a disappointment when he gets in there. It's nothing but filing cabinets. Yeah, it's just like Office Max. Yeah, no doobies. Yep. So there you go. Good morning, Daniel. Uh, did you see that uh, JetBlue? They had to take a pilot off their plane up in Buffalo, New York. He's they'd been drinking. So the TSA notified authorities, who then removed Clifton from the plane before takeoff. 
His, I don't know, breathalyzers and stuff, but he blew a 0.17. The legal limit for pilot is 0. 0. 0.04. Isn't that stunning, though, that a pilot can have any alcohol in their system? Like, you can go up to 0. 0.04 and still legally fly an aircraft. Seems like it'd be zero. It does seem like that. He could face federal charges. The flight delayed for more than four hours. Uh, do you think Top Gun is the appropriate thing to play here? It's a pilot. <laughs> Dude, like, how did they catch him? Was he inebriated and they pull him over? Because here's what I know about pilots because I grew up flying. Um, a lot of them, I think what happens is they went out drinking the night before, 2, 3 a.m., and they have like a 9 o'clock flight, and they show up, and they still got that in their system. But this guy seemed to be actively drinking before his flight if he was four times the legal limit, right? That sounds like it. I suspect uh, that all these people, if they fly to a different city, it's the pilots, the flight the flight staff and all that. I bet they get, the, you know, they got 12 hours to kill at a place. I imagine they all go to the hotel and yeah, go like, hey, meet up for a happy hour. It's like women, you know, the yeah, I mean, the whole crew. There's, like, ladies, there's dudes, alcohol. I mean, a recipe for a complete disaster. Yeah. Also, did you see that Colgate launching a $10 toothpaste? They, uh, it's a three-ounce tube of teeth-whitening toothpaste. They get a little crazy with these names sometime. Now they say they're launching the Optic White Pro Series in the United States. It's the first 5% hydrogen peroxide toothpaste that's demonstrated to whiten teeth. I'd buy it. I kind of sometimes I wonder that whenever I'm at the toothpaste aisle, I sit there, I, for real, I stand there for 10, 15 minutes wondering what I should get. I'm like, well, just if this costs more, does that mean it's more, it's better? Or does it have to be recommended by the ADA? Uh, so what I want to do, Ty, is I want to call my dentist, Dr. Hugh McDougall, in a few minutes, and I want to find out what he uses at home. Yeah, because whatever he uses, you you would suspect uh, must be some good stuff, right? Yeah, like, and now there's so many choices. What is that, charcoal? Now you can get charcoal toothpaste. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what is going on here? Whoever thought that charcoal would be the thing you wanted in your mouth? We'll get to the bottom of it mm -hmm. coming up in moments on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country with Tig and Daniel. 98.5 The Bull weather provided by Community Care, your locally owned health plan. Kane Brown's on 98.5 The Bull. Today's Hot Country. Daniel, you had mentioned that uh, what brand is putting out a $10 toothpaste? Uh, it's something called Colgate. Optic white, you know, they got they've gone crazy with the names here. It's really kind of confusing to figure out what toothpaste you should get. There's so many options now and so many different choices. I myself stand there in the aisle at Walmart, just dying inside, not knowing what to get. But what does a dentist use? And luckily, our our pal Hugh McDougall, Doctor Hugh McDougall, in town. Well, not 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 just what does a dentist use, but the greatest dentist. I see. In Oklahoma, if not the universe, Dr. Hugh McDougall. What does he use at his house is what I want to know. You want to call him real quick? Yes, polite. All right, here we go. 742-8775. Dr. McDougall's office, this is Lauren. How can I help you? Hey, Lauren, it's Daniel from Tigan Daniel. Hi. I, don't, I thought so she would excited. be like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. But no, she goes, hi. With the dread, uh, she, <laughs> she greets me. Uh, we're going to see if you could uh, ask Dr. McDougall really quick. You don't have to put him on or anything, but if you could just yell in there and ask him uh, what, what toothpaste he uses, what brand. Okay. 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 Okay, so we use um, Crest, Sensodyne, and we have some Colgate. Is that what he uses? We want to know what he uses at his house, like him, like like he he himself personally uses. 
Oh, gosh. Okay. He was on the phone. I just asked his assistant. So, hold on. <laughs> Let me go ask him why he actually uses. Okay? Oh, no. Sorry. <laughs> sorry about this. We're causing her all caught. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about no, that. No, you're fine. You're fine. Hold on. Hey, is this Daniel? Hey, it's Ty and Daniel. Hey, how are you doing? We're good. We did a, we did a story uh, earlier about this new toothpaste come out. It's like $10 a tube. I think it's called Optic uh -huh. Whitening or something like that, Colgate. And we were wondering... What yep. uh, what you use in your personal life at Dr. your Hugh house, McDougal's Dr. Hugh McDougal? Yeah. Uh, personally, I use. I don't want to be advocating for a particular brand of toothpaste. Uh, um, I use Pepsodent, but what I tell my patients is, uh, use the toothpaste. Find a toothpaste you like the taste of, that has fluoride in it. It's important that it does have fluoride, but. Uh, our biggest struggle is getting people to brush for the full two minutes that we ask them for to. And if you have a toothpaste that you actually like the taste of, there's a better chance that you're actually going to brush for that whole length of time. It doesn't matter how many additives or secret ingredients or what a toothpaste has in it. If you don't brush for more than 15 seconds, it's not doing any good. So that's what I tell patients is find a toothpaste you like the taste of and use that. Oh, good. Well, I can stop. I can stop racking my brain then in the toothpaste aisle. I'm looking at. I'm boy. They got all kind of stuff. Charcoal. Uh, I did try oh, yeah. a nice Aquafresh uh, gravy flavor that I enjoy. <laughs> well, yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I would use that for two minutes for sure. If it's got fluoride in it, you're good to go. I'll do it for twenty minutes. Yeah, yeah. fluoride gravy. Yeah. All right. I, I was Absolutely. wondering about Dr. Hugh yeah. McDougall. Um, you know, like we work uh, on a radio station, so sometimes I just like silence. You know, after I leave work. Do you brush your teeth three times a day for two minutes, or is it like work for you? I brush two times a day for three minutes. Yeah, two times if we get a day. People brushing two times a day for three minutes, we will be happy. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy. Uh, one last question. We'll that quit and flossing once a day, and we're, we're good. Wow. One last question. We'll quit bugging you. But how long should Ty soak his dentures each night? <laughs> as long as it takes. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to feel, get a feel for it. You got to go in there and see Dr. Yeah. Hugh McDougall, Ty, because Ty is like George Washington. His teeth are made of like of elephant tusk and wood. <laughs> They're beautiful. <laughs> I, I know. Thank you. That's uh, Dr. Yeah. Hugh McDougall. Thanks for the uh, time today, man. You are more than welcome. Have a good morning, you guys. All right, Thanks, you too. Man. Ty and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull. 98.5 The okay. Bull, today's hot country with Ty and Daniel. So earlier we had uh, Shannon with us. She works at Jake's Diner in Broken Arrow. And she calls here, and she's pretty successful at winning. Now, we do have rules. You can't win more than once a month and stuff. But outside of that, she's a pretty successful caller, gets through on our contest. And Shannon's with us. Hey, good morning, Shannon. Good morning. Shannon, we get asked all the time because people say it's almost impossible to get through. Uh, and people always ask, "What's what are these tips? What are the secrets to getting through to win contests? To get stuff. yeah, to, to win the contest. What are what are your strategies that you're using that you are able to get through pretty often? Usually, I wait until you guys say the number and then start dialing. And are you on a landline or are you on a cell phone? Cell phone. Yeah, but it is true. I mean, she makes a good point legally. I can't start counting to caller number nine until we say, please call. So if you're calling like a minute ahead, then, uh, you know, you're kind of out of the contest in a way. Does that make sense, Shannon? 
Yes, it does. So if I really delve deep, Tyg, I wonder if cell phone carriers have anything to do with getting through on a more timely basis. Because listen to her connection. Sounds great. Sometimes people sound like they're calling from the a submarine. A trench in the ocean. Yeah. Uh, what cell phone carrier do you have? Uh, we have Verizon. Huh. And she sounds clear, and she gets through a lot. So that's another little tip for you. I mean, wait till we say... Caller number nine, and then we give away the number, and then, boom, start dialing. And you're pretty good at this, Shannon. Thank you. You're welcome. No, not, not so good at uh, an interview, but you're good at getting <laughs> through to win. No. <laughs> Tag and Daniel on 98.5 The Bull.